Hi there, you're listening to the Bridal Beauty Business Podcast. This is a show all about the bridal hair and makeup business. Forget competing on price, it's time to niche down and know your worth. This podcast was created for you. It was created to help you grow your bridal business so that you can get the clients you want, do the work you love, and charge the rates that you deserve. I'm so excited that you're here spending some time with me today because today's guest has helped me make some huge, and I mean huge, mindset shifts, not only in my business, but also in just everyday life and the way that I do things and the way that I speak to myself. And I'm so excited to have her on for her to do the same for you and to help you show up better in your business, show up with more confidence online. The thing about Sheila is the way she explains things, it gives you so many like, uh, duh moments. She really breaks it down for you in the simplest way possible. And there's like, no bullshit, and there's no chance for you to make excuses. Sheila Bella is the owner of Pretty Rich Inc. She didn't come for money, she didn't marry into money, but she's built a million dollar business in less than three years. And she's done that through strategy, passion, and grit. And now she's helping beauty bosses all over the world do the same thing. And if that wasn't badass enough, Sheila is a founder of several seven-figure beauty businesses. She's a host of the top-ranked podcast, The Pretty Rich Podcast, a celebrity PMU artist, an international speaker, and a beauty business coach. Sheila has such a gift for taking that little flame within inside of you and igniting it into a whole damn fire. In today's episode, we discuss what to post in the middle of a pandemic, even when we're not working on clients. This is some great advice to put to use to use in the off-season and flow. We talk about killing that inner voice of doubt, showing up as we are. We talk a whole lot about Instagram and how to create meaningful captions that your clients will stick around to read long after they've done their services with you. And if this episode resonates with you, I need for you to leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it mean so much to me, but when you leave us a review and a five-star rating, this helps other artists find the show and it allows us to keep bringing on amazing guests like Sheila Bella to share their knowledge on the Bridal Beauty Business Podcast. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Liliana. Hi, Kenneth. <laughs> there she is. How hey, are you? Sheila. I'm good. I'm so excited to do this. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that brilliant brain of yours. Oh, you look fabulous. Thank you. I had to. I had to. I know you're always done up to the, like the T and you always have lashes on. So I'm like, I cannot show up looking like a hobo. Stop. <laughs> you look amazing. Okay. So tell everybody about your podcast and what we're going to be talking about today, because this is your baby. Okay. The Bridal Beauty Business Podcast is a podcast for makeup artists. I pretty much wanted to do what the lash community did for me. I feel like with the lash community, so many people are so willing to help one another and give out information. And I feel like with the makeup community, it's been a little bit hush hush. So I really wanted to bring all these brilliant minds to help makeup artists really step up their game and take it away from just the artistry and bring the business side into it as well, because that's really where everything is going. And like, I met you at LashCon, which was the Lash Conference. Yeah. And I think you said something that really resonated with me. And I'm just like, this girl is amazing. You (laughs) said, I'm not smarter than you. I'm just willing to look stupider than you. That's true, though. I don't know. I just have a false sense of recovery. I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, too naive for my own good. But I think it's, it's turned out to be a blessing because I don't overthink things. That's the entrepreneurial spirit though. That's when basically there's nothing that has no risk, right? So like the reward, you just want the reward so much more that you can, then you care about the risk. Yeah. So I'm focused on the reward. 
<laughs> That's so good. That's yeah. what everyone needs to get on. Okay, I'm going to jump right into it because I don't want to hold you up for too long. Let's do it. So makeup artist. Idol Beauty Business Podcast. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> this is what a makeup artist is. Not everybody. So I don't want to put everyone to the same category, but a majority of makeup artists, this is what their business plan looks like. They are posting their bridal work. They are doing styled shoots and maybe writing Facebook ads. And that's about it. So the only work you're really seeing is maybe makeup and selfies, makeup on clients, and the captions are fairly generic. Okay, for, even forget about the captions. So like, let's just say, let's go back to the bidding. Let's just say they're doing the style shoots, they're doing the marketing with Facebook ads, and they're just posting up pictures. And that's all their marketing consists of. It's just Instagram and that's it. Is that enough? If you're booking, then I suppose it is. But as an entrepreneur, I think about scaling. And I think most makeup artists are not busy, especially right now. No one's <laughs> so, busy right now. No one's busy right now, but that's okay. We'll get back to it. We'll get through this together. So um, the thing is, I think the entrepreneur in me just knows that more is possible. And perhaps like maybe the reason why a lot of makeup artists are content with their marketing is because they're not striving for the next level because they don't know that the next level exists for them. They don't believe that it, it exists for them. But I'm living proof that, you know, somebody who started out honestly as a freelance makeup artist, I did do that for a long time. And without a degree, without a fancy website, I wasn't born from money. I didn't marry into money. Like scaling is possible. And I believe the way to do that now in 2020 is to build a personal brand. Because when you have a personal brand, like, I feel like that's something that gets thrown around right now on social media a lot. It's like, and people are like, you know, what is that? A personal brand is basically when you yourself, you yourself, you use you, you infuse you, your personality, your face, right? You on video, when you build a community from you, from your personality, from your human about who you are, because when you build a strong personal brand, you can sell anything. And there are so many ways a makeup artist can scale beyond the chair. Because when you just think about you know, servicing clients over and over again, what you end up doing is you trade in your time for money. Every single time. Every, and the thing is, it's like, and you're putting a dollar sign on your hour. And to me, you know, what made me think a lot bigger was when I realized that time is so valuable that I could never put a real price tag on that. You can't. And so there are so many ways to a makeup artist and scale passively. What are some of those ways? Oh, so many. Well, products, right? You can have, I mean, I feel like women don't have enough eyeshadow palettes. <laughs> we never have enough. We just never have enough, right? Or highlighters. So or yeah, or highlighters, like it's going to be any different, but we really think it's going to be different because the packaging is different, <laughs> right? So yeah, physical products are a big way to scale. Online courses, classes, tutorials, like YouTube channels, YouTube videos. It's important for you to, I think as an entrepreneur, if I didn't think bigger, I would be so bored. And I was just talking to one of my clients the other day and who's a real go-getter. I love her. She and I both both agreed. She said like, you know, if quarantine went on for another two years, we would never be bored. And I, I don't know, I kind of 
I kind of agree. Not that I want it to go on for another two years, but yeah, I don't think I would be bored. You know, we have a saying in our family that if you're boring, if you're bored, you're boring. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So one thing I'm absolutely bored of, and I don't even like to respond anymore, is to the price shoppers. And that's the people that message and they just want to know your rates. And you're literally getting compared just based on your rates. And I guess that's because I haven't built up a big enough of a personal Mm -hmm. brand to really stand out. And I think a lot of people are on the same page as that. So what is the focus? Like what is the foundation we should be focusing on to create a personal brand? So as far as rates are concerned and your perceived price point, so it's all a matter of positioning. It's all a matter of positioning and marketing. So does your marketing, does your social media presence, you know, when you Google yourself, what comes up for any makeup artist out there who's like, I can't get people to pay what I want them to pay. My first tip would be to Google yourself and to see what comes up and whatever it is that comes up on Google, can that carry, is that strong enough to carry the weight of your asking price? What if it is? If it's not, then it's not good enough. If you're getting a no, then it's not good enough. Okay. You really need to be excellent in everything that you do. From your profile picture, everything needs to be professional. Your website, your feed, it needs to stand out. And these days, believe it or not, clients have a choice. Clients have a choice. So you need to really put your best foot forward and go the extra mile and make sure that your page doesn't look like anybody else's basic, you know, makeup artist page. Because there's a lot of people who are posting makeup tutorials who aren't even makeup artists. Yes. And it's just on their faces. Yeah. So like, so how are you going to stand out? And to me, it's all about building a personal brand and building a personal brand means, you know, like the reason why people will buy is because they know you, they like you. And the most important thing is that they trust you. They trust you to solve their problems, but you have to get that no like, and trust by producing content that will elicit those feelings. So tell your story often. Demonstrate that you post consistent work and that you make clients happy on a consistent basis by posting testimonials. Post behind the scenes so that people know that you're a fun person to be around. Post educational content so you can be seen as an expert in the field. Post inspirational content so that people know that when they sit down with you, they're experience with you while you're in their chair is going to be something positive. When you post inspirational content, that is the quickest way to transform a client into a friend, a cold audience into a warm audience. Because how many of you know that when you're having a bad day, but then somebody tells you something to lift your spirits? Oh my gosh, like that person is your friend, right? Absolutely. I think building that trust and posting those types of things consistently and, you know, doing lives like this, I think video is such a great way to build trust. I mean, video is so, so rich. It's the closest thing to in-person that we have. And I think people are realizing that now that we're all in quarantine, that, you know, what we have, this is the closest thing to me being at a party, right? Absolutely. So the people that are saying that they don't know what to post, they're saying that they're, everyone's kind of doing the same thing. You need to focus on telling your own story posting your own testimonials, posting things that inspire you that are going to inspire your girl as well to kind of recap what you were just saying there as well, right? Like Mm -hmm. those are the things and that's 
everyone could be posting the exact same thing, but it's going to look different on everyone's page in that side there. And then yeah. for video, it's like, I can't even think. I suck at doing video when it comes to my <laughs> You're doing great right page. now. You're yeah, doing like great. this, I love doing podcasts. Like this is like, this totally fuels me. But when it comes to like, my makeup what videos I'm just like everybody's doing get ready with me's right now everyone's doing makeup on themselves right now and it's just like I find like a lot of people don't want to do it because everyone else is already doing it and Mm -hmm. I'm like is there other ideas for video that are interesting because you can't really do behind the scenes right now we're running out of testimonials we're running out of content or is it just like do the selfies do the self makeovers and just make it your own Oh, there's so much there. Just so much. Okay, I'm going to go back to how everybody's doing get ready with me's and how people feel it it people feel like they shouldn't do something that's already been done, right? There's no such thing as an original idea anymore. <laughs> it was like, did you did the person who did get ready with me's was there one person like who started get ready with me's anyway, they won't do it like you. And I probably thinking that already, but I really like whoever is out there who's like looking at watching this, I want you to really listen to me. They're not going to do it like you. They're not going to apply their glue the same way. They're not going to shape their brows the same way. We were just talking about lashes before this. And then like, I don't know, I guess I'm doing something right with these Mac magnetic lashes because I've figured it out. So there will be certain and things and the thing is we're girls we're addicted to seeing get ready videos if those get ready videos stop i'd be so sad like <laughs> where's yours like now you're inspiring me to do one myself so there's no such thing as an original idea it, it will be original coming from you and oh, with I that, said, that. <laughs> i am not the first person who just said all of that i'm sure so it's, but it will be different coming from you. Like, for example, I have a course called Online Course Workshop is a course where basically I will teach you how to build an online course from scratch, from start to finish. And it's geared for beauty professionals right now who may have lost their income and need to replace their income because, you know, they lost it during COVID, right? So next best thing is, hey, an online course because online businesses are killing it right now. Anyway, so there are so many people that you can learn how to create an online course from. And I actually have people who've taken this other person's online course, the equivalent of their online course workshop, who've taken mine. And I was surprised. I was like, what are you doing here? Didn't you take so-and-so's online course, whatever already? And this particular person was like, yes, you know what? And this person told me, she's like, the other person's course felt like a chore to get through. She's like, it was so informative, but I felt like I was literally like in class falling asleep. So here's the thing, like whoever, so my lifer is going to love the way I teach. Apparently she's my lifer, but somebody else who might like that style, that other girl style will probably hate my course. Don't take it. So (laughs) we attract who belongs to us pretty much, you know, like attracts like. And so I never, nowadays, I never worry about like whether or not people are going to like something that I post or not, because I know that if they don't like it, they won't watch it. Yeah. And if they like it, they'll still be on just like the people right now who are still watching this live right now. They're still on it because apparently they like us. They like you. They like me, which (laughs) is so great. Thank you so much for the hearts. I can see them. They're so awesome. So yeah, I think it's just, that's the beauty of the internet. 
the beauty of the internet is that you have a choice and it's not like you're forcing people who don't like you to watch your get ready with me right because like scroll on by they can scroll on by and if they scroll on by they're not for you anyway but the people who watch it are gonna love it they're gonna love the way you did it they're gonna love the way you contour they're gonna learn something from you so just put it out there because no one who doesn't like it is gonna watch it it's really weird like sometimes I'll post something and I'll almost do this on purpose like it's a little bit off brand it's a little bit more personal I'll do this on my, my own personal account and I'll watch some followers just drop away like I'll probably like lose like five and gain like three and something about that makes me happy because I'm like finally you're off my page you're not messing with my algorithm get out of here <laughs> that's so so true so what huh. do you do when self-doubt kicks in like I know right now especially when we're bored we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling we're looking at like all this beautiful work on Instagram sometimes even if we're not in the habit of comparing we get into that comparison game and it really like creeps in and sometimes it can kind of be paralyzing like how do you get out of your own head and start doing what you're meant to be doing I get this question all the time and I have pretty much the same answer is that number one there's nothing different between the person who has a lot of self out and is paralyzed from pushing go live and myself and for people who are like yes there is look at you Sheila and Milu you guys are so confident you have your face beat on and your lashes <laughs> on you guys like no there's nothing different about it because I think the misconception is that I don't have any anxiety right but of course I have anxiety and I definitely had more especially when I first started it's just what I did with that anxiety because that's the myth that it's somehow going to go away one day. The anxiety will go away. The doubt will go away one day. The most successful people I know wrestle with doubt, even at their most yeah. successful stages. We are all in middle school, you guys. We need to stop being bitches to one another. We're all in freaking middle school. That never goes away. That little boy or girl who ha had to eat lunch, you know, by themselves or got bullied or you know, made, got made fun of doesn't really go away. And whenever I see people, I feel like I'm high. I'm not high, but I'm serious. Like I didn't like download this, like in the mountains doing ayahuasca. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I've heard people went on psychedelic trips who like downloaded the same thing. And I'm like, nope, didn't have to do that. I already know. Like I see everyone as babies. You see, everyone is babies. Everybody's awkward. Like I go in a room and then I try to like see through people. And when I see like what's really going on inside, I, yeah, my guard goes down. That's, I think that's why my guard is down usually is because I just, I just know that even the most richest, the prettiest people in the whole world are still wrestling with their own demons all the freaking time. So once you know that and you see the world that way, then you'll realize that there's nothing to be really afraid of. It's We're sad, but it's so human at the same time. I yeah. remember this video you posted to YouTube. It still gives me goosebumps today. And it was something about anxiety and public speaking. And I think if you get anxiety from public speaking, watch this or oh my God, that is the realest video I've seen in a really long time. And like my heart sunk. It was so good. So if anyone's ever having self-doubt and they're afraid or they're getting nervous before a really big event, I think that's such a great video to like just have in your favorites list and go back to just as that reminder because I feel like that was super super helpful oh thank you yeah so, like, when you do get stuck is there certain steps that you can take when you start getting that anxiety you start getting that self-doubt like how do you pull yourself out 
Like, do you just move? Like, what do you do? Something my husband does is, I don't know, my husband does, uh, he believes in physical activity. I agree. When you're working out really hard, you don't really care about anything else. You just, you just get out of your head and into your body. So that's a hack. A lot of it is learning how to coach yourself, learning how to be your own parent, basically, because mom and dad aren't going to be there anymore to tell you like, hey, go out and do that live. Or hey, Sheila, get up early. You know, you got to go to school. Your alarm's ringing. So like, hopefully your parents are enjoying their retirement somewhere like in Bali or something like that. But right now, you know, you're your own mom and dad. You're your own coach. Something I tell my son all the time is like, coach yourself, coach yourself. You need to be your own best friend. Like Beyonce style, me, myself, and I. You need to like talk to yourself. And that's the way I get through it. What do your pep talks sound like? Oh my gosh. You got this. Just get through it. What do I say? I tell myself, um, I listen to like Eminem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Eminem and then I see myself as like a real badass when like Eminem's playing and then I'm like, oh yeah. And I see myself like with like the whole world on my shoulders or at least my universe, right? Whole yeah. world on my shoulders, just like, you know, carrying my family like out of the fire or the burning house or something like that. I mean, that's, it's Eminem. <laughs> And Beyonce. (laughs) Eminem and Beyonce for the win. Okay, going back to Instagram. So a lot of people are really fixated on the pattern in their feed. So the one I see the most is either like one, two, one, two, one, two, or three pictures of one look, then three pictures of another look and all the way down. And like, do clients care? Is this important to have a good aesthetic in terms of a pattern? Good question. I want you to level with me for a minute. Have you even considered using an app for your trial notes, consultations, photos, and face charts? I get it. It's easily something that may have never crossed your mind. Maybe you like taking notes the good old fashioned way, you know, with a pen and paper. Maybe you've had the same phone for years and all your digital notes and photos are hella organized into pretty little folders. But for those of you that are like me, not living the clutter-free Pinterest life as much as you would like to be, the Total Beauty Planner can take the stress out of keeping your bridal notes and bookings beautifully organized all in one space. You deserve the best sleep of your life, not stressing last minute digging through files trying to find your bridal notes and photos from last year's trials. You should be enjoying the morning, showing up calm and confident before tapping into your artistic side. So be honest, are you ready to try something new? For a free 14-day trial, head to your app store and download the total beauty planner like I said the clients who care the clients who are for you and like the same thing will naturally gravitate towards you and the clients who don't won't so I do one two one two one two I do text and then I do a picture I do text and a picture I like it because it makes me happy seeing my feet I like things in order my house is in order I like seeing patterns and you know coordinating colors so I do that but you have to think about whoever's listening to this you have to think about your personal lifer the kind of woman that you want to serve is the kind of woman that you want to serve like me likes things in order or is the kind of woman you want to serve a little bit more edgy and a little rough around the edges and is just kind of like yeah you know f it let's do this like (laughs) depends on your lifer and I think a lot of times people get stuck on what to post and how to do things but my advice for that is to always just go back to the basics and the basics being what does she meaning your lifer, your ideal client, your favorite client want. And a great place you can start is to start to picture your existing favorite client. 
Like, is there somebody that you're so looking, you love seeing, that you're looking forward to seeing after quarantine is over? Whoever that is, cater everything to her. Colors, captions, stories. Just like when you're doing stories, pretend you're FaceTiming with her. When you're doing captions, pretend you're texting her through a bad day or you're teaching her something. So, I mean, always go back to the who because we are in the beauty business, but the most important thing to remember is we got into this because we want to give a service, right? So serve, serve, hone in (laughs) on your ideal client and freaking serve. So it's not about you. You have to make it all about them, right? It doesn't matter what you you want your feed to look like. It's like, what does your client want your feed to look? Yeah, I think that you put that first and then you put your own spin on it. You let that guide you. And how do you come up with creative captions a lot of times it's like these are the products that I use or this is my bride this is the venue and she we did this beautiful glowy look how do you make it more unique like how do you put yourself in there and your brand in there and just come up with this beautiful thing that people would want to read so yeah long captions are really good for the algorithm carousels are really good for the algorithm anything that generates activity for on Instagram are really good for the algorithm so yeah that's why you should have a long form caption that doesn't just say like mood I said I posted about it today or just vibes or (laughs) whenever I see that I'm like oh my gosh I do that with my lash photos I don't do that with my bridal work or my personal account with my lash photos I'm just like my energy is done I'm just like oh lashes heart here's a photo so here's the thing like we are already like on Instagram right I think people will get further if they put more it's more quality over quantity in my opinion oh my gosh I have that same water bottle <laughs> I have this one and I have the little pink one and oh my, my god I love broken I bought another one they're so good oh my god I love that one um so I think the secret to long form captions is to look for meaning find meaning in that photo. That sounds warm and fuzzy, but how do you find meaning? What was the story behind that bride? Especially bridal parties. You can talk about, were you there when she walked down the aisle? You should stay for that. You need to touch her up. Were you there during their first dance? Especially if her makeup artist, were you there when she first saw herself in the mirror? Were you there when her mother first saw her? Were you there when her fiance first saw her? Tell us about that moment especially as the makeup artist. Talk about the consultation. What did she want? What should she dream of? Ask her questions like, this is the day that she's dreamt about her whole life as a bridal makeup artist. Finding meaning in your photos should be so much easier than the rest of us. (laughs) It is the day, the day filled with meaning. You just I mean, gave me such a great idea too. And it says like, were you there? Like when she saw it, like we were there for all of those moments. And like, sometimes it takes six months, eight months, nine months, a year to get photos. But the first thing we do when we leave an appointment is we sit in the car and take a deep breath because like we're on for hours and like we just literally mm-hmm. sit in the car and it's just like a moment of silence sometimes. And then we go get some food because we're starving. But even if we sit, when, we, when we're sitting in our car, if we grab our phone, open up a notepad and just write down the moments that we witnessed and the feelings that we felt and everything that was happening as 
as soon as we leave that appointment before we start driving, then when you get the photos six months, eight months, 12 months later, it's not like trying to pull it right of your brain anymore. It's like all fresh in that notepad and you can create so much from that. That's so a really much. good idea. And also like that might be like an Instagram that might go viral. Imagine like a really meaningful like makeup page and stories about brides and what the reaction was. And also that helps build your personal brand because it shows you have a heart. I you know, you and- feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. So I'm like, this is such <laughs> a great idea. I love it. <laughs> I love meaningful content. I'm going to read the last question, not the last question, but like the content one off the paper, because it's from one of our listeners. So Sasha from Beauty by Sasha, she wanted to know what to do when you're actually running out of content. So like right now with COVID, we're not working on clients. We're not reposting old work. The photo bank is running low and she wants to post her own work. She doesn't want to use stock photos to attract brides, but because of COVID, there's no styled shoots and she's running out of things to post. So like, what can she that come and produce that's still going to be somewhat bridal and still represent her brand? Okay, so first of all, you have to go to SheilaBella.com forward slash social guide to download my free 30 day social guide. <laughs> so uh, there it be. <laughs> okay, can I say something? It's like yeah. downloaded these things from numerous people in the past before. And I've literally just like taken it, looked at it. I'm like, this seems like so much work. I don't know if I want to swear, but whatever. I like, it just looks like so much work and I can't relate to it. And like, I know that like I'm your lifer because when I did this, I just sat down yesterday. I'm like, let me just put my thinking cap on and get through this. I got through like nine days. of just like, right. It was so easy to write. Like this is so so basic but it's so meaningful still like it makes sense so this you guys like literally (laughs) 30 days of content it's so good this literally i would repeat this every month with like different variations of the story just yeah over and over and over again over and over and over again and this is covid related this is quarantine related because it's a share your quarantine outfit as well in one of these yes it's quarantine related i made it specifically for that i was like oh what do i post so yeah for those people who are like i don't want to recycle old photos now's a great time to build your personal brand and here's the thing you can recycle old photos do we care (laughs) like i mean especially if you're gonna give it a better caption now and tell us the story behind it how about you post the photo and do a swipe of you explaining what that experience was like from you as the makeup artist you had the opportunity to witness like a moment in time that you know this girl dreamt about since she was little tell us about that Jeez, I feel like even people who don't even necessarily like need a makeup artist right now, I think would share that. And therefore it might get you more clients. So yeah, that's that would be my best tip. For, for how to do that. And yeah, there's still ways you inspire. There's still ways you can do behind the scenes. Why don't you give us a behind the scenes of your favorite products? Give us behind the scenes of your home for crying out loud. Like what like parts of it, your favorite parts of it, your vanity, your skincare routine, do a live with other makeup artists, right? And gosh, like tutorials are so entertaining. They're so entertaining. I feel like you could, and the thing is like, especially since what we do is so artistic, you'll never really run out of combinations or looks, right? And as an artist, your job is to create art. And perhaps right now the method, it's different, you know, like we can't physically see our clients or our clients are wary of it, right? Because California is about to reopen stage three, but you guys are so ahead. Are we? Yeah. Are we? But, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like Canada, like we're not even considering it yet. Like we're still barely in phase one. Hmm. Well, in Ontario. T- well, I mean, there's mixed opinions about that, but I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm not. 
Yeah, they can, but I'm not. So anyway, there's like, so there's, there's just so many things you can do. So like, you're still an artist, you're still an artist, but now the method just changed. That's it. It's not that you're no longer a makeup artist. No, the purpose hasn't changed. Only the method has changed. My pastor said that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Pastor (laughs) Billy, high five. Okay, so to end off, I want to know for the absolute newbie out there, somebody that's not really like that's been hiding behind their clients this entire time. They've been posting occasionally. They've never shown up yet. What are three little ways that they can show up and kind of just dip their feet into the water? That's a really great question. How about show up in stories and just say, hi, my name is, and this is what I do. That's so good. So something that, you know, I think is really effective is in, um, in therapy is gradual exposure to something scary. So like if you're afraid of elevators, this is a Jordan Peterson thing. Like if you're afraid of, he's Canadian. If you're afraid of elevators, then, you know, what they do is, you know, first you stand 30 feet away from the an elevator and just look at the door. And then, you know, later on, can you stand 25 feet? Can you stand 20 feet? Can you stand 10 and so forth? And then how about just stand in front of it? And can you just touch the door? Okay, now how about you touch the button? Okay, can you put one foot in? And then don't get in, just one foot in. Okay, now we're not going to go anywhere. I'm going to have the elevator on the same level and we're just going to hang out in there for two seconds. Okay, three. And so so it's gradual exposure. And that is the way you can coach yourself because I'm such an advocate in coaching yourself that you can get over pretty much anything, right? I'm deathly afraid of snakes. I'm so afraid of snakes. And my, and like, it's crazy. Like I scream, I cry. Anyway, so my husband and I are like, you know, we talk about this. It's like, so am I going to pass that fear along to my children? So I'm like, I don't know, maybe. So like, if I really had to, if I really decided to, that is probably the method I would use to get over that fear but I don't really feel like the reward is really that great right now so like like what's the point so anyway I don't need to get over snakes like the reward isn't that reward isn't that great but anyway so it's the same thing with like going live so or you know showing up on social media just get on don't look at the freaking video just start with hi my name is this is what I do any questions send me a text right and then right and then the next day maybe like just a little bit longer maybe just a little bit longer, support yourself, write yourself a little script or like bullet points if you're ready for that, tape it next to your phone or your ring light or whatever it is you're using and really just do it little by little. Second thing is dress up where you feel really good. As makeup artists and as beauty obsessed people, we feel good when we have our face beat, right? Mm -hmm. We feel really good. So whatever it is, if when you're feeling cute and heck, slap a filter on there. Go ahead, (laughs) do do dog ears if you have to, right? If it's going to get you through, do whatever it is that you need to do to support yourself through the process. And third thing is to ask for accountability. Ask a friend to help you, to coach you through it. Maybe find a buddy to do it with. And because it's proven that when you have accountability, when you have tribe, when you have community, you're 10 times more likely to follow through than 
if you didn't. Those are such great ones, especially the accountability and doing it with somebody because then you have like that little hype, you have that extra support. And then it's always great to like, I feel like when you're working with somebody, we used to do this with networking groups. We come up with some great content that we would never even be able to think of ourselves. So that's great. And then I like what you said is like, everything is action. It's not planning. None of this is like planning what I'm going to say. And then looking at that page for a week, it's like just showing up. just saying a line and actually doing it and doing that exposure. And I think that's so good. One line, then two lines and three lines. (laughs) (laughs) And then now for somebody that's already comfortable showing up a little bit here and there, they're not really doing too much lives right now. uh, What are some bigger ways that they can show up? Yeah, virtual events, like plan a virtual summit, ask me to speak. I'm happy to do it these days. Absolutely. That's a big way you can show up to giveaways, like anything where you can be a facilitator of gathering people, I think is a great way to build authority and network and accelerate your growth on social media. Yeah, that's what I do. I have to look at the virtual events. Like, I saw that you were doing it, but I had never heard of it before that before. Just, like, it's a group oh, webinar. Yeah. It's a group webinar. You have speakers and everything. So I love events. And right now that's, we're confined to virtual ones. So ah, <laughs> until this is over. My last question is a personal question. I'm like, maybe people can relate. So I'm like, I'm like maybe I'll ask you after, but I'm like, maybe I'll ask you here. So like- <laughs> You see my Instagram. I'm a very multi-passionate individual. That's what we'll call it. I have my lash business, which is like my full-time gig. I have my bridal makeup street business, which is like my love and my passion. I feel like that's like my identity because I've been doing it for so long. Really? Yeah, I really feel like- bridal makeup business? Yeah, I feel like that's just like the biggest part of me, but I could be holding onto a piece of my past too. I haven't figured that Mm -hmm. out yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have my lash app, which is like, what my future is going to be along with more apps like that's where I'm going into in the future and then my podcast what we're doing here like this is my hobby my passion like I love doing this and I love Mm. helping other people and I love the questions that I get and like the joy people get from listening to this but like I have all these different Instagrams for everything and then up until recently I think I listened to your podcast the other day where you're like your Instagram needs to represent like what you do for other people and you mentioned like having dog mom in your profile and I was like oh my god I need to get rid of dogma I need to get rid of wifey so I changed it I'm like what do I do I changed up everything so fast and rebranded it to make it look a little bit more professional and a little bit more personal but I feel like I'm always getting paralyzed because of all of these accounts like and I want to show up but I, when I get something like this I'm like and I start working on it for one account and then I just go off into different directions thinking like mm. how do I do it for this account and this account or should I be doing it so for this you have like well? how many Instagram four. accounts do you have you have four. Oh, girl okay that's a lot of work yeah so like I should like my personal account like should I just be doing a little bit of everything on my personal account because so far my personal account has just been like a highlight reel of just whatever I want to post it's just me behind the scenes my raw emotional feelings and just whatever the hell I feel like posting that has been my personal account but Mm. now I'm wondering if it should be a tiny bit more professional and pull in like little aspects of all of these little projects or if I'm just trying to do too much in general and I should be focusing on one thing really good question Neelu let's get some coaching okay (laughs) so my philosophy on that is to when you're building a personal brand right so what you're trying to do is if you're serious about using your Instagram account to monetize your business, right? If that truly is the end goal, you have to show up professionally, professionally, but infuse your person into it, right? So I have 
a private family account. I have a private family account where it's just for the people I've actually met in person, right? Where I don't care about the pattern. I'm not wearing like branding colors and everything. The pictures of my kids are on there. I have that, but I have my, the account we're on now. This is my professional and personal persona where it is a hybrid, but I want a specific aesthetic. I want a certain look. I want people to know from this account what I can do for them and what my expertise is in. This is the account where I bring tons of value. That other personal account, I guess you can see my kids. I guess you can see like our new pet fish or whatever, but with this, that account, the purpose of it is just to stay in touch with friends and family. The purpose of this account essentially is, yeah, to stay in touch people, but you know, I make a living. The purpose of this account is to lead people to my freebie and eventually to lead them into my product or my service, which I know can really help them. So if you need to look at Instagram like a business, right? And if you have four different locations, you can't be on all of those locations at once, right? So if you can be really consistent with all four and you have help, yeah, go for it. But for me, I have a team. I have a team and two accounts for us is enough. And I know I can be consistent with it. I have my hand in this one the most at Real Sheila Bella. But then the others, my team takes care of more. And I find it's already a lot. So if I were you, I would narrow down your Ooh. offerings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And especially right now, for those of you who are trying to profit and replace your income that you've lost during this time, look at all your offerings and see, will any of these offerings float to the top of the priority um, of my lifer? Is my lifer dying to buy any of these things? And if any of them is close, can I repackage it to fit the market, to fit the times? Yeah. And whatever that is, go hard on that. And each so, account has a different lifer. So like, it's insane. You'd be surprised. I mean, so what are your four accounts? Uh, so eyelash extensions, which is like my okay. 45 to 50 year old female okay. in my area. And then the bridal beauty studio, which are my brides in the area. Okay. The lash app, which is all lash my artists. lash artists. And then okay. my personal account and then the bridal beauty business podcast. That's Okay, I don't even have an Instagram for my podcast because it's yeah. too much. Yeah, I don't like, I don't even like using it, but I feel like, I don't know. So like, maybe I'll keep it too. Maybe just so, yeah, have it. I just have it to post up the episode like little shots. Little, I'm not super yeah. active on it. I keep everything toward my personal one because this is where all my makeup artist friends are. So how, so how would you feel about combining your lash extensions Instagram with your bridal makeup Instagram because I feel like that has some similarities. You're beautifying people. That's your yeah. art. That's your service. And then as far as your lash app and your podcast and your personal brand, I feel like that can be just one. It could just be your professional like Nilu CEO page or something like that because those are all of the things that you're offering. So that is if you feel like you can't be consistent with the others. I mean, in a perfect world, like, you know, yeah, be consistent with all five of them or all. Yeah. So, but if you can't, I think there's room to have a hybrid. Okay. Definitely. The most important thing is like, can you be consistent? Can you be consistent with any of them? And like, can you give your all? Consistency, maybe. I'm thinking like, spend a couple of days and come up with content and then schedule into later gram and just keep recycling that same content over and over and over again on autopilot on the accounts that are less important to me I but see. giving it your all you can't you like you can't and i know the two accounts that i want to give my all to like i know so, the two projects 
like when it comes to growth on Instagram, like that's the account that you're going to grow. That's the account that you're going to focus on. That's the account that, you know, you're going to use it for collaborations because collaborations are a great way to grow. So I would go laser focused on that because if you chase two rabbits, you're going to lose both of them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Chase the big one. Chase the big one. All right. Speed round of questions. What was your worst job ever? Jamba juice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cats or dogs? Uh, Dogs. Yeah. Dog lover. Your favorite program or app at the moment? Mixed captions. Mixed captions? It adds captions to my stories and all of my videos. It's amazing. Sweet. How do you like to spend your day when you're not working? By the pool with the Bloody Mary floating on my, I see my pool there, floating (laughs) on my unicorn. Unicorn floaty. <laughs> yeah, with my what, kids. Uh, what was the last book you read? Either a book or audiobook. Oh Either. my gosh, what was it? Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Can't Hurt Me. What is it about? David Goggins? I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. He's like a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he's hardcore. Okay. You can't, can't hurt, hurt me. me, David Goggins. Cool. I mean, go on a David Goggins like scroll hole. I mean, talk about motivation. It's a good rabbit hole to go down. Oh my gosh, go for it. All right, tonight's reading. The best piece of advice you have ever gotten. Best piece of advice that I've ever gotten. And it could be advice that you've given yourself. I'm okay with that. Jordan Peterson, the anecdote to chaos is finding meaning. When you are, you know, because I've gone through some difficult things in my life, you know, especially like when my husband had a stroke about a year and a half ago. In that time, I just kept looking for the lesson and I was trying to escape the pain. I was like, how do I not feel this? How do I not feel this? This is so, so hard. How do I not feel this? And the cure for that is to take on as much responsibility as you can bear. So, you know, because if I didn't do that, I would probably just be paralyzed in the fetal position, right? But then as soon as I realized like I'm in charge, oh my gosh, nobody else is going to do this. You know, it's not that you're not mourning. It's not denying yourself that that privilege that you have. It's not honoring your feelings, but it's taking on as much responsibility as you can bear. And in that you find meaning. He even says one of his best pieces of advice is a good aim is to be the most reliable person at your father's funeral. Not that you're not mourning, but if you're the reliable one. It's that's how you prime your body and your mind for tragedy is to to not run away from it, but face it. You face it head on and that's how you get through. That's so good. The best way out is through, right? The only way out is through really. Yeah. And it hurts and it's so counter to, you know, how we're programmed. Opposite of that is just running away and then you don't deal with it. It comes up in like therapy years later and it's been my entire year. Okay. Last question (laughs) is... It's a whole other podcast. (laughs) What do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? (sighs) Be a mother. Yeah. Really good mother. Yeah. At the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, like this whole thing, uh, all these things that I do and everything, I think, you know, when I feel the most alive, when I feel the most used, does that make sense? Yeah. Like where all of me is being used is when I'm mothering. Mothering. That's cute. I like that. All right. Thank you so much for letting me occupy your evening tonight. I really appreciate it. I'll definitely mm. bug you after this. And I, yeah, there's so much value here. I have a lot of Thank notes you. to make to go Thank back on this. Thank you so much, Nilu. <laughs> You're the best. I, I adore you. Oh, I adore you too, babe. I'm so glad we connected. And thank you so, so much for having me. Thank so, you. 
Check it out, you guys. We're watching this on Instagram Live. Bridal Beauty Business Podcast. <laughs> All right, you take care. Okay, bye. Oh, isn't Sheila freaking amazing? I really hope that helped you make some amazing mindset shifts so that you can show up better and stronger in your business. As always, I've included all of the show notes and key takeaways on the website, neilamcore.com. And I've also included a link to Sheila's 30-day Instagram template. And I've also included a link to the public speaking video that I was talking about for Sheila. You need to go watch this. I just feel like it'll put so much into perspective for you. It will really resonate with you if you're intimidated by public speaking, if you're intimidated by showing up. It's just such a great video. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Definitely leave us a review on iTunes. This allows other artists to help find the show and it also helps me to continue bringing on amazing guests such as Sheila